Here at Gays Talking Straight, we care about your overall health and well-being. We are not medical experts or healthcare professionals. Nothing we say should be construed as medical advice. If you have questions or concerns about your health or well-being, please contact your healthcare provider. Welcome to Gays Talking Straight. I'm your host, Richard Lamberti. I'm here today with Steve Brooks and Paul Driver. Welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Nice to be here. 32 years? Yes. And, you know, more good times than bad. Built a lot of memories together and a lot more to come, I hope. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. What? I, I run into this with these younger guys. Most of them, when they talk to me, they're clear about what they want. They want to meet someone, they want to get to know them, they want to fall in love, and they want to build a life with that one person. And what I see is not a lot of community support for them to have that. They get told the hookup culture, they get told about the value of the open relationship and the fun that you can have, and, and you know that there's something not attractive or right. You can't be gay and be heteronormative. It's bad and wrong somehow. You've had 32 years to grow this relationship. You've created something that, from my perspective, I think is special and wonderful. Me too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is it worth it? Oh, God, yes. Would, would you suggest to, to the young couples, make the effort? I would suggest to the young couples that if you're sure that's what you want, make the effort. But I think, you know, especially for young people, I think... There should be a time of rumspringer. Sowing your wild oats. Okay, okay, yeah, I mean, that's a a trite experience. But yeah, sowing your wild oats, because to me, it's kind of like, okay, it's the difference between going to CeCe's Pizza and look, there's this whole buffet line, and you can try a slice of this, and you can try a slice of that. You can have a little bit of this, you can try that, you can do all this, or going to a really nice restaurant and having one meal. Mm-hmm. And it's a great meal, but that's the meal you're going to have. You know, there is a mindset that says, no, I want to go to the buffet because I like the variety. I want to experiment. I want to do that. And then there's the mindset that says, no, I want that one good meal. To say you want the one good meal is great. and But understand that when you have that one good meal, you better be prepared to deal with the sameness of, oh, another bite of filet mignon. Really? <laughs> God, I'd love, I'd love some lobster just for the change. You know, another bite of filet mignon. You have to be ready to say, you know, I'm, because if you truly are ready to say that, I think then a lot of these people that are, you know, well, oh, well, you know, what about, you know, oh, the, the joy of the varieties, the blah, 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 blah. Well, how about create some variety at home? Right. That's it. Exa- but that's what I'm saying. You know, you can, you can dip that, you can dip a bite of that filet in, in, you know, butter sauce. You can dip another bite of that filet in hey, a look, cream sauce. You can sauce. always grind filet and make hamburger. There you go. Okay. You know, but that's I, it. But you, you have to be prepared to say, I'm going to give stuff up. And some of the stuff I'm going to give up sounds up, good. But give stuff up mm-hmm. to create something. Right. Not give stuff up as I'm going to live a life of deprivation. No. I'm going to constantly remind you that I'm not having that for you. I don't think monogamy works when people's mindset about it is that they're depriving themselves oh, no. of something oh, no. they're supposed See, to See, I don't have. think necessarily giving something up means you're depriving it. 
I think it means you're making a choice to choose something else. Well, we talked about this a little bit, but my perspective is if your mindset about monogamy is that it is sacrificing something you feel entitled to have in your life, you're going to struggle with doing that for a lifetime. But if you view monogamy as being with someone to create something, you have a much better chance of being successful at creating that thing that can only be created inside of a commitment and only be created over a long period of time. Sure. Yes. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's, you have to, you have to appreciate the, the willingness to build, but you also have to be aware that when there are people around you or people in your community that are talking about the sacrifice from where they're coming from, that may be their perspective. And you have to be able to, to almost discount that a little bit and say, yeah, that's where you're coming from. But that's not where I'm coming from. So how about we have the conversation about, okay, you may be giving something up, mm-hmm. but don't view it as a sacrifice. View it as you made the An choice. Opportunity. I went to this restaurant, not that one. It's not that I gave that up. It's that I got this. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Uh, I wish that there were more voices like yours in our community. It's kind of hard to find couples, gay men, that have enduring relationships that are monogamous. You know, the vast majority, I mean, the statistic used to be more than 90% of gay relationships were non-monogamous. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the current ones, but it's still, it's still a pretty small number. That's, yeah, that's but true also monogamy. it becomes a case of where if, if you have a monogamous relationship, you take a chance at coming across as either a sanctimonious or um, that you're um, defending something. I, you know, and, I, I, so I what think you're I, saying. I think a lot of... You I, don't. No. You just are. Right. Your relationship is this there for the world to see and you cherish each other, that's obvious. I don't think it has to be about beating the drums in the street. But unfortunately, that's what's there. There, is pe- there are people beating the drums sure. in the street about the open relationship, yes. about not being heteronormative, yes. about that gay needs to be different, as if we're not human and the relationship can matter. I just want there to be room in the conversation of our community for... You know, these young men saying, this is what I want, but there are people there saying, yes, yes, that's a good thing for you to try. It's good to have it. Well, and I think as a community, we have traditionally been very much of a mindset that there's one way to do things There is as a gay community. I mean, you think about <laughs> how long do we go along with... Um, you know, and I'm just going to go back tracing my my experiences. The 70s and early 80s and all this kind of stuff, the only way to be a good gay was the Castro clone look. You had to go build your muscles. You had to grow facial hair. You had to dress in a hyper-masculine way. You had to project a hyper-masculine persona. And right. that was what was considered. That was what you... What well, everybody I, I, I totally get that. Uh, but I think in so many ways we're past that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. We're going past that. But, but I still feel in terms of the relatedness thing, the norm 
Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that is normalized mm-hmm. is hookup culture, open relationship, and, and not a lot of conversation about the value of meaningful commitment. We fought for marriage, mm-hmm. and yet the vast majority of gay couples that I know that are married mm-hmm. are still in open relationships. Okay. See, I don't, I don't really know that works for them, yeah. If it works for them, I'm, I'm fine with that. Any relationship that functions because it's respectful and powerful, great. Mm-hmm. But I don't, hear, I don't hear young, young gay men saying, I want to fall in love with somebody and we have sex with everybody but each other. Right. That's not what they're saying they no. want. And I want there to be the opportunity for the values that they're speaking to me mm-hmm. to have some kind of support in the conversation of our community. Well, and I think you know that's true because... I think one reason why you may not hear about other couples out there is they don't want to become targeted. And I think a beautiful example of that is, and it's not the word in and of itself is not necessarily meant to be judgmental, but I think a beautiful example of that, the word heteronormative. Mm. It's very clinical. It's almost in my mind when I hear that, I think it sounds like somebody saying, you're trying to mimic a heterosexual relationship instead of saying, you're trying to create a one-on-one relationship. Why do heterosexuals have the mono, why do they have the monopoly on monogamy? And, and, yeah, yeah, but that's what, when you, when you talk about a heteronormative thing, it's, it's like, oh, well, you're using this as your basis of what's good. No, I'm using what I feel inside as my basis for what's good. And so if I'm feeling like I'm going to be, um, accused of aping heterosexual behavior because I somehow think heterosexual behavior is better than homosexual behavior, I may not talk about it that much. No, I, I appreciate that. We could definitely get down the rabbit hole of the way that language is used as weapons, yeah. especially with what's going on in the world right now. Yes. I want to thank you both for coming. It's pleasure to know you, and I really look forward to the time when we can gather again as a chorus and celebrate oh, making music. From your mouth to God's ears. Yeah. And. I'm very grateful that you are willing to talk about your lives and share your story. Um, again, I, I want to be respectful for anybody's relationship, anybody's, what they're doing in their life. I just feel monogamy doesn't get enough of a voice in our community. So I'm very grateful for you coming and talking with me about it. Yeah. Monogamy is not dramatic. Doesn't have to be, right? No, but that's what I'm saying. Monogamy is by and, by and large not dramatic, and everybody wants drama. <laughs> everybody, no, everybody wants to talk about the drama. Well, we'll, we'll do another thing but, about drama, and you can come as BJ. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you. Special thanks to our guests, Steve Brooks and Paul Driver. You can find our videos at www.youtube.com slash gaystalkingstraight. That's S-T-R number eight. Gays Talking Straight is recorded at Timaqua in Orlando, Florida. www.timacua.com. Timaqua, where they've been making art since 2000. Our executive producer is Judy Wallace, directed by Raphael Pignon. Video and audio by Benoit Glazer, who also wrote and performed our theme music. Our social media manager is Nathaniel Butler. Sabah O is our researcher and floor manager. I'm your host, Richard Lamberti. Thank you for being a part of Gays Talking Straight.